Kate Jams 105.3, sitting there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the morning. And now it's my favorite time in the morning, time to go ahead and dive on into the word. But before we dive on in, let's go ahead and grab those issues, those problems, those situations that maybe have been bothering us, that have been challenging us for the past week, the past month, for however long. And let's go ahead and give them on over to the Lord. So let's go ahead and exhale those now just... And now that we created a space for the Lord to move in the groove through us, let's breathe on in those promises, those blessings, the good news, and the gospel that God has coming up for us the next week, the next month. Lord, if you're willing and if you're able, we'll take in the next 30 minutes, the next 30 seconds. Let's just breathe in those promises and those blessings now. And now that we've gone and created a space for the Lord to move and groove, allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy, not because I'm easy on the eyes, but because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. That means here on KJams 105.3, we're diving into the nitty gritty, you know, answering those tough questions that you may ask yourself in the middle of the night, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why did God make me? Well, I believe all of the answers to that are real easy because they start with you. But the journey, the journey getting there, that's where it gets difficult. That's where it gets tough. But that's where I come in. As your favorite radio reverend, the most popping podcast, Pope. Oh, yes. I'm on all streaming platforms. That means wherever you get your podcast, wherever it is that you listen to your music, all you got to do is type in the search bar, Preach Easy. Heck, it's so easy. You can type it in on Google. You just type in a Preach Easy. That's P-R-E-A-C-H. Put a little space in between. E dot z it's just that simple and you're gonna want to do that because today today is day number seven of our starting seven series and if that double seven didn't uh, let you know this is the end of our genesis series for the past seven sundays we've been diving in and talking about the first seven days of creation and personally it's been a joy for me i think it's been a banger each day getting better than the last we started talking about genesis and this is not the first book ever created in the bible but the first book written about well the first days of creation and we've been going through and pulling out meaning and interpretations from all seven of these days and today we are talking about day number seven on Genesis chapter two, verse two. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on in, starting with our scripture for today. This is in Genesis chapter two, verse two. By the seventh day, God had finished work, had finished the work God had been doing. So on the seventh day, God rested from all of God's work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all the work of creating that God had done. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the current modern day, and how society runs and operates, you would be remiss if you believed that humans operated all 24 hours of their day. Whether it's from the constant commercials of energy drinks or the constant pushing or the constant uh, commercialization of using our time effectively. Whether it's the constant waking up of hustling every day or the desire to simply have a grander life. 
Whether it's inflation or climate change, whether it's children or hustling, whether it's simply survival, most of the times in our lives you would be remiss or you would not be mistaken if you believe that humanity had some issue with sleep. You would not be surprised if you looked in our society and looked around and saw so many additives or so many medications that one could take to either add sleep or to get better sleep or to stay awake a little bit longer. We have this weird relationship with sleep and with rest. For many of us, rest is something that we save for only special occasions, as rewards or as justifications. We have to do something or earn something or accomplish something before we can ever get a moment or reprieve of rest. I kind of think back on the days as a child when I used to cry and complain about having to take nap time, but nowadays if somebody offers me a point to take a nap in the middle of the day, I'm telling you I'm jumping on it. But yet, most of us in life, we feel guilty whenever we rest, whenever we sleep, as if our sleep or our rest is something that we don't deserve, as if we're missing out on something or we're not completely in control of everything that's around us. For many of us, rest is difficult. And this stems especially in America, in the Western societies that were founded upon forced labor. Because in societies built upon forced labor, rest is not only seen as a reward or something given, rest is seen as an act of rebellion. See, rest has always had this difficult relationship with places like America or, or the Western countries because these countries were founded upon foundations of forced labor, so their economy was built upon the backs of people who didn't want to be there, who weren't asked to be there, and definitely were not paid to be there. So their rest, their sleep, their time, their energy was all going to someone else. This rest that they would take would be seen as an act of rebellion, an act of resistance, saying that this is now their time despite the fact that these bodies, these black bodies are not their, the owners of these black bodies are not the black bodies themselves, but instead the beings that bought them, the beings that beat them and whipped them and enchained them. See, their time was not their own, and so the rest was not theirs. Many people complain when they look at history and say, well, if it was me back in the day, I would have rebelled. I would have fought back. I would have had violent rebellions. I don't understand how in American antebellum history, there aren't more acts or there aren't more moments of history or moments in history where there is rebellion on slave plantations. Many of us believe that rebellion has to be in the form of violence. It has to be in the form of slaughter. It has to be in the form of Nat Turner's rebellion. But instead, the most common form of rebellion on slave plantations was rest. Was sleeping in. Was waking up one day and saying, nah, today I'm not picking cotton. This is an ultimate act of rebellion and of resistance. And yet, for many of us today, it's something that we could never even imagine. For many of us, we would scoff at the very idea of sleeping in being an act of rebellion, so powerful that it could shake a plantation to its core, but yet think about it in your own life. If you were to sleep in and miss your work or your job, imagine the repercussions that would have on your life. That is an act of rebellion that's oftentimes stronger than the greatest protest or the greatest signed petition, but simply this act of rebellion in the form of laying your head down of doing nothing but comfortably tucking yourself into bed. 
Rest is an act of rebellion, especially in this age of society. However, originally, it was seen as an act of faith. See, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, God is resting in this point after everything's been done, after all of creation's been created. And this isn't some reward that God is giving or giving God's self after everything's been done. But see, think about it. Work is still being done. If anything, what God did in the first six days pale in comparison to what God's going to have to do for the rest of eternity. See, rest is an act of faith. It is a moment in time, a potential por portion of your life to where you give everything away over to God. There's no control that you have. There's no actions that you have. No authority or diction that can dictate what's going on while you're asleep. And yet, this is an act of faith. Maybe this act of faith is why so many of us have difficulty sleeping. Why many of us have so difficult a relationship with rest. Because we can't imagine a point in time where we don't have control over our situations. Where we don't want to have some semblance of authority over the situations and the challenges that we're facing on the constant. See, sleep scares us because then in that moment we have to give everything over to God. Rest is not only an act of rebellion where you're rebelling against the world that's trying to take and control your time, but it is an act of faith because you are giving this time not just to nothingness, but you're giving it over to God. Rest and sleep is an act of worship, an act of faith, an act of prayer. It is a moment where you're giving everything, your safety, your security, over to God, the systems, your house, your emotions. One of the reasons why, as you're drifting off to sleep, this comfort that encompasses you, or why it's so difficult in the mornings to get out of bed, is because you've been in communion with the Lord the entire time you've been asleep. You've been restored, you've been rejuvenated, you've been seen, and you've been felt by a higher and greater power, all in the simple act of faith. All by resting. Your eyes closed, worries disbanded, given over to a higher being that's restoring and taking care of you. Rest is not only an act of rebellion. Rebelling against this constant desire to give and to do and to work. But it's also an act of faith. Rest is not a reward. Instead, it is a requirement. Oftentimes in our lifetimes, in our society, rest is seen as a reward, something that's given at the end of a job well done. But in reality, rest is a requirement to get the job done well. See, God may have taken a break at the end of the seven days or on the seventh day, but Adam and Eve are still kicking about, doing Adam and Eve things on the seventh day. It's not as if all of God's work is over and done, but instead this is a transitionary period from one act into the next. And God is taking this moment in this point to take a pause, restore, to recognize, and to establish that all beings and all creation require some moment of rest and reprieve. Even God does it, maybe not out of the requirement or the necessity of it, but maybe just to make the statement of, hey, all of us are going to take one day, a Sabbath day, to just relax, restore, and just chill. This is a point of rebellion against everything else that goes on throughout our week. This is a point of faith against everything else that we try and control, giving this some sacred point, this set-apart moment over to God. 
Rest is not a reward, but it is instead a requirement. Rest is not a reward for a job well done, but rest is a requirement to get the job done well. See, rest is an act of rebellion and an act of faith, where we're rebelling against the world that may around that is around us, that's dictating us and trying to control us above our desire and our faith for God. But it's in those moments of rest, in those moments of sleep, where we hand over everything, our concerns, our worries, those issues, Our children, our safety, our concerns, we give them all over to God. So for that eight hours, those six minutes, however long we get to slip in that rest and reprieve, we are restored, taken care of, and seen. Rest is required. It's not a reward for a job well done. Rest is required to get the job done well. Even God rested on the seventh day. And in human form, Jesus slept all the time, actually. But specifically, Jesus would sleep in the midst of storms, in the midst of huge situations. Many people see this resting or the sleeping as lazy or as inconsistent or as not caring. But in reality, especially for those who face mental health issues, sleep and rest are one of the greatest ways to reset our minds, to restore our souls, to fix and organize our bodies. The human body does not grow, does not develop, does not heal without sleep. The majority of our growth goes on while we're asleep. And so when we take rest out of our strengthening process, when we take rest out of our growth and development process, what we are doing is we are taking out one of the major sessions, one of the major seasons where we are meant to grow. Rest is not a reward that's given after growth. It's meant to be intermittent within our growth. It is required to get the job done well. And let me let you know that you deserve rest. You deserve it. And as an act of rebellion, as an act of faith, as an act of releasing, you deserve rest. Not at the end of the job, not at the end of the day, in the midst of the situation and the transition of the acts, you deserve rest. It's not a reward, it's a requirement. This is your favorite Radio Reverend, praying that you get some rest this week, the next. Take some today, take a moment where you can, and just restore yourself, relax. may not be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it. This is your favorite Radio Reverend praying for you. This is just my interpretation of Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. Let me know your interpretations and what you think. If you enjoyed anything from today, if anything touched your heart or rested with you, then go ahead, like, share, save it to remind yourself next time that you need some rest and play it back again. This is your favorite Radio Reverend praying for you for some rest this time. Till next time.